This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Hey, happy hump day. Welcome to the Colts Daily Update tonight here on The Fan, leading you into Pacer pregame, bottom of the hour. The Pacers take on the Hornets tonight in Charlotte. I'm Matt Taylor. Until then, talking some Colts football as the Colts were back on the practice field today, actually practicing outside on a 30-degree day here in central Indiana that saw some snow flurries. The Colts will host the Eagles at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday, but interim head coach Jeff Saturday chose to go outside and practice in the elements before a big Week 11 game against the 8-1 Philadelphia Eagles. They're tied for the best record in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, congratulations are in order today to running back Jonathan Taylor, named AFC Offensive Player of the Week. This marks the second time in his career that he's earned that honor, rightfully so. He was the man against the Raiders, 22 carries for 147 on the ground, the 66-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter, marked the fourth career rushing touchdown of at least 60 yards for him. That ties Lenny Moore for the most in franchise history. Also in the win, Taylor passed Marshall Falk for the fourth most 100-yard rushing games in team history. As we said, interim head coach Jeff Saturday and the Colts were back to work today. This is Saturday's second week on the job, really his first full week after taking over late Monday night of last week. And uh, Saturday is the first Colts interim head coach, as we told you on Monday or Tuesday, I should say, to win his first game on the job since Ron Meyer back in 1986. And today, Saturday, was asked when he realized that he wanted a coach and how long he's wanted to pursue coaching after his playing days were over. I, I, I always considered it. I, listen, I love and I got into coaching originally for my kids. I, I love that. And, and I think it's uh, I've told people I think football in particular translates to the world like no other. I mean, you got 11 guys. Everybody has a specific, a specific duty they have to do, and how does that look? And if one person does it, the 10 other fail with the one. And so I've always loved that principle, and I feel like we've, we've grown from it. So that was always my favorite. I coached all kinds, but that one in particular is why I loved it as much as I did. Also today, the Colts made it official on Shaq Leonard and his season coming to an end. Unfortunately, the Colts placed him on IR late last week and then underwent a second back surgery in the past five months earlier this week. The initial rehab forced him to miss the first three games of the season. Then he would miss another three games because of a concussion and a broken nose. And then finally he came back and was on a pitch count against Washington and New England. But the Colts chose to shut him down last week after another setback in practice. So Leonard's season is over, and now it's about getting right and completely healthy for next season, having the entire offseason to do that. On this season, he played a total of only 74 snaps. And again, all eyes for Shaq Leonard and the focus on 2023. Meanwhile, the Colts' offense coming off one of its best performances of the season. They scored 25 points against the Raiders. They were balanced over 200 yards rushing and passing for the first time all season. And the Colts turned the offense back over to Matt Ryan, who threw for 222 yards in Vegas. And he's been through a whirlwind season as well. First, the Falcons tried to replace him with Deshaun Watson back in the spring. The Colts traded for him back in March. 
Ryan had to learn a new playbook in a new environment. He started the first seven games and then suffered a mild shoulder injury. The Colts then came out and said that Sam Ellinger would start the remainder of the season. Then the Colts dismissed offensive coordinator Marcus Brady and head coach Frank Reich. Then last week, Jeff Saturday named him the starter again. So it's been quite the ride for Matt Ryan uh, since he put on a Colts helmet and today talked about how different this season and this year has been for him. Definitely been unusual. You know, from a team standpoint, unusual to really anybody in the NFL with, you know, how things have gone. But uh, for me personally, you know, different from, from anything I've experienced in my career. But I think as a, as a veteran player, you learn, you know, you, you just have to keep going. And, um, you know, whatever that calls for at different times, you, you know, you have to you just have to keep moving forward. And um, I think, you know, having that experience of knowing how to get myself ready, playing, you know, tons of short weeks, playing on weeks where, you know, I've been banged up too, so you're not getting a ton of reps, those kind of things. Um, I have a good feel at this point in my career of, of what it takes to, to get myself ready to play. And um, I usually, in all situations, good or bad, just fall back on that preparation and, and go back to that and trust in that. That's Matt Ryan, the ultimate pro, ton of class, tons of leadership, but he's human and he's got emotions, he's got feelings. And this season's been rocky for him, and it's been rocky for everybody. Certainly the 4-5-1 and one start is not what Matt Ryan signed up for. So how has he blown off steam? Who has he vented to to help deal with the frustrations of losing his job and now ultimately getting it back? There's definitely people I've vented to, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I think of my wife during, like, this entire time. I mean, she she's unbelievable in how – she, she kind of has a read for, for what I need, and, and uh, she's incredibly supportive. Um, but she hears probably some of the things you'd like to hear, you know. <laughs> uh, but, I'll, but, you know, I, I, I keep them there. And, um, you know, again, you have family around you that, that you kind of support and friends and, and guys, you know, that I've developed really good relationships along the way that, that can kind of help you through those things. That's Matt Ryan. That's his end of being named the starter again. How did Jeff Saturday come to the conclusion that Ryan would once again be the guy on offense? Why did he want to see how Ryan responded to adversity last week, and how did he ultimately hand the offense back over to one of the best quarterbacks of this generation? We actually had a conversation about it, and, and uh, you know, I just want to know where he was, not only physically, because, again, you know, the first, even Wednesday he didn't practice, but not only physically, but mentally, where was he? And, and where was he as far as uh, contributing and, and helping this football team win? And, and uh, I, I want to make sure that, that you know, where, where he was and how he felt, because to your point, 15 years in the league and and getting benched and all the other things that had you know that, that subsequently went with that uh just wanted to make sure that he was in the right frame of mind he's a pro and and listen that from from everybody that I spoke to even before I had the discussion with him talked about how he had supported Sam and the way that he had what his role in this team as a leader it did not diminish in the slightest and so I was very appreciative of that but uh yeah we did have that discussion that's Jeff Saturday on Matt Ryan. This is the Colts Daily Update tonight on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. And Ryan definitely played one of his best games of the season last week, and he was able to do it because he was protected. The Colts' offensive line gave up only one sack and one pressure for the entire game against the Raiders, and the Colts started Bernard Ryman at left tackle, and then they moved Will Fries into the starting role at right guard. And at least for one game, those moves seem to have paid off. And Jeff Saturday today spoke on how he addressed the O-line last week 
after their up and down season to this point. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's just a, it's just accountability on on all fronts, and uh, obviously, I know that position specifically, um, and and uh, I have a lot of respect for what those guys have done and and the way we've carried ourselves at that position on the team, and uh, I believed it needed to be addressed and emphasized, and and um, yeah, and those guys responded tremendously, and and again, I know how hard it is, right? I, I, I mean, I know how hard these guys work. This was not an effort issue. This was, a, you know, we. Th- this is an accountability. This is what it's going to look like play after play after play. And uh, those guys have responded, and I, th- I think they've appreciated it. Um, and, again, I'm, I'll hold you accountable. I'll also be a big cheerleader, you know, and, and that's what I was on Sunday and really excited how, how they responded. That's Jeff Saturday, and that offensive line is going to be put to the test this weekend. The Eagles come in with one of the best fronts in all of football. They're fourth in sacks. They have the most takeaways in the NFL with 20, and they've got studs along their front. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick. Hargrave and Reddick have combined for 13.5 sacks on the season, and as a team, the Eagles have five players with at least three sacks, and their defense is elite in slowing down teams in the passing game, limiting explosive plays. They've only allowed 20 passing plays over 20 yards this season, which is fourth best in the NFL. A guy that knows the Eagles very well, Rodney McLeod. He played for the Eagles for six seasons from 2016 to 2021, won a Super Bowl there, played for head coach Nick Sirianni and defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon last year. We're going to hear from him coming up in just a second on all the moving parts in Philadelphia on what makes them so good. First, though, it's time for the injury report today. Not practicing for the Colts. DeForest Buckner with a neck. Deion Jackson sat out with the knee. He didn't play last week against the Raiders with that. Kenny Moore sat out today with an illness. Quiddy Pay did not practice with an ankle. He left last weekend's game uh, with that injury. He's also missed three games earlier this season with that ankle problem. Also, long snapper Luke Rhodes sat out today with a calf. Limited today, Ryan Kelly with a knee, Yannick Ngakwe with a back, and Jelani Woods was limited with a shoulder. He missed last week's game uh, with that injury, so good to see him back on the practice field today in a limited capacity. Rodney McLeod joins the show when we come back right after this on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Daily Update. A look at the Colts with the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Welcome back again. Colts Daily Update, 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Colts and Eagles, Sunday, 1 o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Eagles are 8-1, suffer their first loss, though, of the season on Monday against the Commanders, and nobody inside the Colts locker room has a better feel, better understanding for Philadelphia than safety Rodney McLeod, who played for the Eagles for six seasons, and I was able to spend a few minutes with him earlier today inside the Colts locker room. Hey, Ronnie, facing your former team here in the Eagles, uh, they're coming to Lucas Oil Stadium. What's that going to mean to you in terms of any extra added juice for you going to this game against a team that you played for last year? Uh, no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's uh, emotions will be high. Uh, and intensity will be up just because it's the next game. Uh, you know, we understand what this game means to us. We have a, a good challenge at hand, especially defensively uh, with a good offense coming in town. Uh, of course, you know, I, I know a lot of guys over there have a lot of experience with them and 
And so it'll be good to compete. Uh, but, you know, once you get in between those white lines, man, there's, there's no such thing as friends. And so uh, I know they're going to bring their best. So I'm going to bring uh, my best as well. And, and uh, we're just looking forward to going out, man, and, and putting good stuff on tape as a team, uh, knowing yeah. what we did last week. And we want to repeat that and have the same success this week. How much can you help the Colts offense, given your experience playing in Philadelphia on their defense under Jonathan Gannon? Uh, you know, I talked with Matt a little bit, uh, trying to give him a little bit of tips on some of the guys, uh, their tendencies or ways. And uh, I was in that scheme for a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I told him, you know, if he needs um, any help, if I, if I can help in any way, you know, I'm here. But obviously they're probably still running some of the same scheme I see. But I know any good coach, man, he they change things up. You know, they self-evaluate uh, after a year. So I, I know they have a few new wrinkles too. Nick Sirianni was here for three years as the offensive coordinator. You were with him last year as a head coach. What was your experience with, with Coach Sirianni? Uh, I had a very good experience with uh, Coach. Uh, I thought he was he was a man for the job. Uh, he's a leader of men. Uh, he teaches the game. Uh, he, he understands how to you know bring guys together. He really emphasizes connecting, uh, and he and he breeds uh, a sense of competition. And you know I think that's you know, that's what they have there in that culture. Uh, there is uh, they're very competitive um, in everything that they do. Uh, they're tough. You know they they uh, stay hungry and. He's been doing an amazing job. So this 8-1 and one start for them, not a fluke, right? They're, they're pretty for real based on your experience and then what they put out so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I think as you look at them on tape, you know, you don't win eight games by mistake. You know, you're doing everything right. Uh, they're turning the ball over defensively and they're uh, making very minimal stakes on offense. Their quarterback's playing well, uh, making the right decisions. You can see, you know, he's getting the ball into playmakers' hands and uh, he's making the right plays when, when his number's called. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to uh, play play tough, man. Uh, it's going to take all three phases to get this done. Mm-hmm. Good thing is we're at home. Going to need the fans to show up and, and show out, and we got to give them something to cheer about. You know, this defense is all the way up top five in a lot of different categories. You're only giving up about 20 points per game in the last month or so, including you know this last time out against the Raiders. Why is this defense sort of hitting its stride at the right time? I think we're just all starting to understand one another uh, while playing uh, our part during our 111 uh, consistently. Uh, you know, one thing I know we like to improve on is turnover. So that's that's a huge emphasis this week. And uh, we got to win in the turnover battle uh, if we want to have a chance to win. But, you know, right now, man, we're, we're having fun. Uh, we... We want to keep holding ourselves to that standard um, and keep showing why you know we're one of the best. Hey, last one. Obviously, the defense with a huge blow with uh, you know the news of Shaq Leonard. I know he hasn't been out there a ton this year, but he has been a motivational piece for this defense. He's still a leader inside this locker room. Just your feelings on seeing his season come to an end? Uh, it's very you know unfortunate to you know see uh, his, his uh, season end uh, a lot sooner than than we all envisioned. Uh, I know how hard he worked to to get back, and I know what that. How that is battling back from injury, man, and, and Shaq's a, the ultimate warrior, ultimate competitor. Uh, to be able to see him day in and day out, uh, to be able to put himself back in position to get out on the field, you know, you hate to see it, but you know, knowing that uh, this surgery, I'm sure, you know, will help him um, be able to bounce back and, and, and make a speedy recovery, so that you know, when his time is called again, uh, he, he'll be ready and he'll get back to uh, you know doing what he does best, man, making plays, turning the ball over, uh, and being a maniac. 
you know, I was able to witness that. It, you know, his energy is contagious, and you, you feel it, you know, the minute that he enters any space in this building. And so uh, he will be missed. Um, I know uh, his voice will uh, – I'll, I'll continue to hear his voice, of course. Uh, can't wait for him, you know, to get back here, uh, you know, to enjoy, I guess, his journey with us. Yeah, Rodney, thanks for the time. No problem, man. That's Rodney McLeod, who hasn't left the Colts' starting lineup at safety since week three, having a great season in his first year with the Colts after coming over in April in free agency. More on this game tomorrow on the Colts' daily update. We'll have plenty of content for you online as well. In fact, right now and all week long, we've got the official Colts podcast up inside football with Rick Venturi and his blueprints to beat the Eagles and player interviews as well. It's all available right now. Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. That's wherever you download your podcasts. Pacer pregame is coming up next. I'm Matt Taylor. Pacers and Hornets coming up right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Have a great night.